Well, good morning. Welcome to the follow-up. This will be a normal follow-up podcast. We've had two weeks of uh, topical conversation and and things that uh, have been on our hearts and minds. But today, we're going to talk about our new series and Cliff, who started off the first week of our series. And before we get into that, I should make introductions. Uh, If you're listening or watching, you can't see me, but you can hear me. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director at Arbor Church, and on stage from left to right. Let's do that. Uh, we have Allison Oconee, our community care pastor. In the middle, we have our speaker from Sunday and our interim pastor, Cliff Tatama. And on our right, we have Michael Salas, our children's director. So we're ready to get back into the normal flow of things. We're going to be talking about the message on Sunday, which can you remind me the, the title of it? I know the series. He touched me. He touched me. Okay, that's the name of it. Um, the title might be a little, a little unusual, but this was because yeah. we went with a different direction on Sunday, and that was you spoke from the perspective of the leper that was healed by Jesus, right? That is correct. At the pools of Bethesda, right? No, that is no? not correct. Oh, which? No, what, the what leper would, was not at the pool of Bethesda. What it was, was a I different leper? Of? Different leper? Is there any story about the pool of Bethesda? Oh yes, there's a story about the pool of Bethesda. However, I? it does not include a leper. It does include a lame man. A lame man. Yeah. Darn it. Lame leper. You know, similar that's, diseases that's maybe. Fault. No. I gave Hayden the wrong intro on that. I'm just going to. Did you that. really? No, I'm just trying to help you out. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yes. Michael told me beforehand. <laughs> pool of Bethesda. I that. Wow. I, I misinformed Hayden. Everyone. Did so we? Mercy. Did we talk? At some point last week, the Pool of Bethesda came up, and I don't know where it, did it, Cliff? You're shaking your head. Yes. Yes. yes okay. Was that in yeah. like? It's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there something about if one of us embarrasses ourselves, we'll create like a <laughs> a redirect? We were totally you and me. We yeah. were totally talking about that last week. That's Thank what you, you were talking about. Thank yes. you, Allison. Yeah. All right. So ignore my intro. It, just throw out the idea of the pool of Bethesda. That's important, but not for this conversation. We're talking about <laughs> the leper that Jesus healed. Um, before we get into the actual message, can Cliff, if you're comfortable, can you give us kind of some background? Where was Jesus at during this time? Where was he coming from? Where was he heading next? Well, the truth of the matter is we, we're not absolutely certain. We know that um, right prior to this it was actually the Sermon on the Mount when he was on the mountainside. Mm-hmm. And uh, the beginning of chapter 8 says, when he came down from the mountainside, that great crowds followed him, and then he came. Uh, th- then the leper approached him. So, yep. you know, the way that we painted the story uh, on Sunday was that it was as he came down the mountain after, after doing that, that yeah. uh, the leper engaged him. Um, actually, reading the uh, in the in the Bible, it's not absolutely clear if it was there or perhaps he had actually come down and was going into town. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then where did he go after this story? What was what's the next big notable thing in in Jesus' ministry after this? Well, actually, we're not sure where yeah. he begins to continue talking about yeah. these things, but he begins to talk about the faith of the centurion, and uh, he heals many people yeah. after that. So it's like the the healing of the leper kind of kicked off. Yeah, uh, uh, some time of healing and yeah. healing a lot of different people. So we're we're going from a, a huge teaching moment, the Beatitudes, Sermon on the Mount, to 
the very practical miracles of Jesus and healings. So yes, interesting little cross section that we're at in Jesus's life on earth. I always like the way that Mark writes this part because it was like immediately after <laughs> he taught, then he went and healed. Yeah. You know, immediately after that, he went on a boat and there was mm-hmm. a storm. You right. know, like it just seems like it was one long day you yeah. know, for yeah. Jesus because he kept immediately doing all these yes. epic things. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyhow, but you were using Matthew, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So you didn't get yeah. that sense of like poor, oh, poor Jesus no. with his very, very long day. So I- I'm curious, Cliff, what what was the driving force behind wanting to inhabit this character on stage? Because it's always a risk because there's a little bit of, okay, this is not my typical sermon when I walk through the doors. There wasn't any scripture slides on screen, which is not a bad thing, but it's what we've come accustomed to of, right? I, my Bible, this is like a a lecture, I'm taking notes, but this Sunday it's like, okay, I'm just listening and I'm going to let the the beauty of what Jesus did in this man's life minister to me. Yeah, so what was the question? What what was what was the reason you decided to yeah, do it this way? Yeah, I think way? as we talked about a summer with Jesus, I thought my first thought was, okay, this is going to be the first one of that. Mm-hmm. Do I want to do a teaching of his yeah. or a parable of his. Yeah. And then I thought, ah, it'd be kind of fun to do it on uh, something he did yeah. that applies to us. Mm-hmm. And so then I just started thinking about what well, what miracles did he do? And and uh, then I thought of the leper. Um, and I and I just thought, you know, but it's so short. Yeah. And the the idea of this guy saying reaching the conclusion, if you are willing you can cleanse me, you can heal yeah. me. And um, so how in the world did he get to that conclusion of thinking mm-hmm. that? And what does that mean to us? Yeah. And for me, just the fact that Jesus would actually touch a leper. I mean, the leper broke the law by going to him. Yeah. He broke the law by touching him, mm-hmm. at least until he was healed. <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, so I just think the fact that how badly I need a yeah. touch from Jesus and how often I do and that, that to be willing to just do whatever it takes to get in front of him. Yeah. That was what captured me with it. And I thought mm-hmm. that really applies to us as we're pursuing Jesus throughout the summer and what he yeah. has to say. Um, how can we, what, what attitude should we have to do that? Yeah. And I think the attitude to me was we want him to touch us, to change us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think whenever we talk about stories of, um, you know, lepers or, um, very different, but still in the same, um, I think, similar categories, not the same when you're talking from a Jewish perspective looking at Samaritans, right? There's not a ton of examples in modern day age of these untouchables or um, unrelationable people, right? Like there was just no history for us in this, you know, being raised, for me being born in, in the 90s, right? There's no example of like, you see someone come up, you're like, I cannot be around this person. I can't touch this person, X, Y, and Z, right? Um, and it's it's interesting because I feel like that's always the one thing that gets lost in some of these sermons when we relate to today's day and age, right? We don't have a really good example of a leper or you know a Samaritan, things like that. So I, did you find when you were putting your sermon together that there, there was a little bit of a challenge because I, f- I feel like most people have heard over and over again, the relationship between Jewish people or just people in that area with 
leprosy and then, you know, Samaritans and things like that. Yeah, I would say that for people, uh, you know, if you remember, and I'm not sure actually, Hayden, yeah. if you remember this or not, because it, uh, the, the years kind of blur to me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when AIDS was first. That's what I was thinking of yeah. too, mm-hmm. when you even mentioned the 90s. Yeah. Because yeah. that was still happening in there. Yeah. yeah. The early part. Yeah. There was no cure. Yeah. And if you got it, it was terminal. And yeah. don't touch anybody with it mm-hmm. and don't get close to them because we're not even sure how this is transmitted at this point. Yeah. And that was really the picture of leprosy at that time. Interesting. Think okay. multiplied. Yeah. Think multiplied because it was so mysterious. Yeah. And unlike AIDS where people, I mean, kind of withered away. Yeah. In this case, it was really ugly. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I think that that was... At least for me, I think I must have been so young at that point that I just don't have any memory of that. I mean, obviously, I've seen like documentaries, and I'm a big sports fan, so I got to hear all about you know Magic Johnson. And um, but for me, like I, I guess I just haven't grown up in that in that time, or was aware of what was going on in the world at that time to really have that image. But it's interesting that you know you and Allison, and I don't know Michael, if you, yes, I would remember that. <laughs> Keeps talking about how young you are, Hayden. You are young, man. I would think like you'd be oh, so no. like. Did I was you... I was high school during all that. So you it was, were it was, okay. It was right there in my face. It was something we talked about all the time. Yeah. Um, but to a lesser extent, I mean, I think everyone right now could really. There is a sense of this entire last year yeah. with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we weren't able to hug each other the way yeah. we used to mm-hmm. we i mean you know social distance was a serious thing this mm-hmm. entire last i don't know how long since covid really got going mm-hmm. and uh there was there there's you know social ramifications yeah. mm-hmm. i think again to a lesser extent because but i don't even want to diminish it because i know yeah. there are some people who've really lost a lot yeah. through yeah. covid mm-hmm. yeah so i think that there's there's a sense we could all yeah in a sense, it's really timely right now. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah, yeah, it is, especially the social distancing part yeah. of it. Because, but think of it on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the result, again, with COVID, but people mm-hmm. who died of COVID, you didn't see their their arms coming off or their faces, their noses falling off or their mm-hmm. faces. You just so when you see that and go, "Ooh, if I get close, that could be the result." Yeah, uh, boy, well, it just well, really, and there's no laboratory back then with them being able to isolate right. what was happening and this is how you're exposed and this is how you can keep distant. I mean, I yeah. think God's built in some, he built in some health codes for mm-hmm. them so that the transmission would right. go down, but distance, social distance was part of that. Well, and what, for him yeah. to bridge that gap and to, to be in relationship, physical relationship with them was just like an amazing yeah amazing thing. Absolutely. I I think when I listened to the sermon, one of the things that really caught my attention was how lepers would go out and pretty much go live out the rest of whatever life they had and die alone. Yeah. And it definitely made me think about the isolation. Some folks, especially those who passed through COVID Mm -hmm. in our season now, you know, it's like, I can't even go visit my my loved one at this point Mm -hmm. in time. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, I think the conversation of the relevancy of, of, you know, leprosy or disease is important, but I think that the, the real heart of your message, Cliff, was about the faith, right, of that man with leprosy, but then also the faithfulness of Jesus, right? Right. And um, I'd love to 
spend the majority of our time talking about that because that's that truly is the heart of it and leprosy and where Jesus was at it was just the setting, right? You know, Jesus healed so many people of different things, not just leprosy or, you know, plugging back the beginning, the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. So, um, yes. <laughs> when, yes, that's going to be a good sermon when we have bringing it one. back. Yeah, I'll preach that one. I'll yes, <laughs> got to hold hands uh, to that. When you were reading through the story, and I, let me peel it back one more layer. When did this sermon kind of enter your your uh, attention? Was it something you've been ruminating on, or is it something that just hit recently? No, it was when we started talking about a summer with Jesus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then just thinking, huh, what would be a good thing to kind of do that with? And that's yeah. really so. That was what about a month ago, or maybe six weeks ago, mm. or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've been preaching for, for a while. So has this been something that you've taught on before this exact story or have you used this story in other sermons? Not the way that you preached it, but just have you preached on this text before? Um, boy, I don't know if I have or not. I have okay. preached on, uh, the, the leopard being healed or the lepers being healed. Yeah. I, I know that. Yep. I'm not sure if it was from Mark, like, uh, Allison was saying, or if it yeah. was from this particular, uh, from Matthew. I don't remember doing it from Matthew, but I could okay. have. But you hadn't dramatized it before. Not like this. Yeah. yeah. No. I thought it was kind of a cool way to start the series with yeah. a dramatic retelling. retelling. Yeah. yeah. Like um, it just kind of helped us transport ourselves a little bit with our imagination, creative mm-hmm. imagination. Yeah. Is part of a spiritual. I mean, it's a spiritual exercise too, is yeah. to have a creative yeah. imagination. So and it speaks to the power of. I mean, what, two weeks ago we heard from Jan, we got to hear her testimony. Yeah. In a way, we got to hear this man's testimony, um, even though... It's you know, a cool way to look at it. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, I mean, obviously, Cliff, you had to take some liberties with it because you, yes. don't, you didn't know what he did after, you didn't know what he did before. We only have this small, let's say, two or three hours, right, of his life that we can document. And then we can use historical background of what how leopards live like. Right. Michael talked about, you know, sometimes they would live off in these colonies are by themselves but, right um i did i thought it was really cool and i thought that it was it's always fun it, obviously if we did 52 weeks out of the year and we did dramatic retellings people would be like all right this is a little, <laughs> this is a little bit of a stretch right. you know but right. i think it's fun to, to throw those things in there and have a different perspective when you had read through this story um did you know right away what the the theme, what the 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 I don't know the main point of this message was going to get across? Yeah, because that's what drew me to the story. Yeah, was just the fact that Jesus would actually touch him. Yep. Before he healed him, and the fact that this guy somehow came to a place where he believed Jesus had the power, hmm. he just was uncertain as to whether or not he would do it for him. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, so then to be able to go back and and I even thought about the leper colony thing because because they did they did kind of they push them all almost yeah. like a, we'd call it a quarantine today, yeah. right? They were all outside of the city and they had to live together there by themselves. And when they would come in or close, that's when they'd be yelling the unclean. But in my mind, I was picturing that even though you're part of that, you're still very alone. Yeah, very alone. So, um, but I think that's just yeah. Uh, for, so from there, it was actually a whole lot more work than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, when I first thought of it, I thought, oh, this would be kind of cool. I just just kind of picture that and tell yeah. the story. And uh, I think by the time I was done, it 
probably took me more time than it would have to do <laughs> yeah. a typical message. It's just exercising a different part of your brain, I would think. Because totally. there's a creative element to it yeah. versus mm-hmm. just that. Not that you do this, but there's an academic approach to scripture, and then there's that creative right. angle. So yeah. you just exercised a different yeah. part of your pastoral prep. And what's yeah. so great about that, too, is, I mean, it's like four lines, right? It's it's like Jesus heals a man with leprosy, and then we move on to the centurion. And it's it can be it can be done in a way that it's like, you can almost miss so i mean the way you did it it added weight to all of what was happening in the story it's like right. you know it's you know maybe if you add pieces like we talked about the chosen and it's like you know here's a man his wife his kids and all that he loses when this disease hits him and what life looks like now versus then and the cost of no longer having relationship with loved yep. ones and it's like all of that can really easily get lost if you just read the four lines and move right, right on. And mm-hmm. and not only that, but I know I took away what you just kind of said there a minute ago, the idea that that this man saw Jesus and the thinking was, I know that this this man approaching this Jesus can heal, but I don't know if he'll heal me. Right. And if he'd be willing to. Yeah, Which if, it, if he'd be willing we to. We were talking about humility earlier today in our team meeting and it seems to be such a humble mm. attitude right like mm. well, i know you can do it but would you want to do it for me mm. yeah. Yeah, and, and, yeah and and at the same time also like a little lacking in faith like 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 jesus would you be willing to and 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 i i probably don't want to unpack all the pieces of <laughs> does yeah. god heal yeah. or doesn't he or when or yeah. why and but uh but there is something to the ability of like I mean, I, I heard it and I even thought, and maybe this is a, a personal reflection, but uh, it's like, I, how many times do I do that going, I wonder if, if Jesus would be willing to heal me mm. in, the, in the, but whatever issues I this is at I the have. beginning of his like, healing ministry, it's not like you could go check his Instagram yeah. and see like, okay, like, <laughs> does he do this thing kind of often? You have to wor- yeah. rely on word of mouth through yeah, the yeah. crowds and stuff. So yeah. like a reputation spreading... Mm-hmm word of mouth and Mm -hmm. so like this guy if he's kind of at the beginning of jesus's healing ministry maybe he doesn't know like is this miracle for someone like me yeah yeah and and we're not sure uh we don't have that there were were any with leprosy before yeah Mm. right so are you going to do it for me and have you done it for lepers you know, That's right, even right. if he even if he knew he'd done some of that, he'd done healing before. Right now, what about what about this one? Right, mm-hmm. it's a pretty major one. Yeah, and I think for all of us, it feels that way, doesn't it? You know, I got my stuff. Right, my stuff seems to be unique and and more difficult. Right and now, yeah. I've, can I go and I think to me the bottom line for me was he finally reached a point where he was desperate. Mm-hmm. And I think, how often do we have to get desperate before we really get in front of Jesus and say, will you touch me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my hope was that we we could learn to say, he is open to that without us having to become desperate to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this guy had to get desperate. And I think often we do to get to a place where we're going, I don't care what it looks like. Oh, I love that you just brought that up. I was just thinking that. 
I don't care what it looks like because I don't know if this guy had like a list of like, I'd want my nose back. I want my <laughs> my fingers back yeah. and my right foot. Like, I don't know if he had a, an idea of yeah. what does healing look like when I have leprosy. Mm-hmm. But n- whatever it looks like, sign me up. Yeah. Like, I trust you. Even if it's just your mm-hmm. presence and your comfort, yeah. Jesus, from touching me, I don't need my nose back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he probably wanted his life back. Yes, yeah. you know, and 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 I don't care what it looks like from other people's perspective, right? Yeah. You know, um, and that's when I w- I was picturing him doing that, knowing that the crowd would have been like probably incensed at him mm-hmm. because he's supposed to stay where he's yeah. at, way on the outside and right. not even close to them, and here he comes through the middle of them. And you can just, you know, in my back, I could just picture them peeling away to get totally, away from him, totally. you know, and they were probably packed in to hear Jesus. So now they're bumping up against each other. And you can imagine the insults and the, and, yeah. and them yelling at him and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And he didn't care about any of that to get in front of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to me, that was just, as I reflected on that, I thought that desperation of is so what we need as believers in, I think in America today. Yeah. Because we get to this place where we think, oh man, you know, uh, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want anybody to notice it, or I don't want to take it out too far. I got to keep it under. And no, no, mm-hmm. we got to get to the place where hmm. we don't care what people think. Yeah, I just want a touch from Jesus. Yeah, and and alongside of that, when Jesus does stand in the gap there like that, I mean, just the thought of the restoration of this man's life, yep. yeah. that starts to almost bring me to tears. Mm-hmm. Because I, like, I, as a children's director, I'm oftentimes putting together, well, what's the sticky note for this? What's, this, you know, the, what's the sticky point for the week? Mm-hmm. Uh, for this, I would have said, Jesus gives us life. And the idea that any of his family, any of his friends, loved ones, they'd rid him, written him off. It's like, funeral's already done. We can't, we have to move on with life. And I just imagine like standing in the doorway going, I've been healed. Yeah. Everyone's signed off. I can, I can, I'm here again. Yeah. Like having kids, I can't even imagine like if my kids thought I was done and dead and gone. And then here I am again, basically resurrected Mm -hmm. going, we have our father back. We have our brother, our son, our whatever. Like that's amazing. Yeah. So... Well, I thought it was it was it was interesting. I thought it was also great that you had started out the message talking about your two friends, right? Where one was healed, one was not. And I think that anytime you look at healings and miracles that happened, it's always a testament of how good God is, but also the flip side of it is there's a question of why was it one and not the other, right? Yeah. Like, and it's so tough because I think that it comes down to the sovereignty of God and trusting God that sometimes God's going to show up and, and heal a leper, right? And then the flip side of us is, okay, why didn't he follow that leper back to his colony and go touch all of them, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. And, but, then, but then you start to get in that space of, you know, there's there's always going to be things that could be fixed and healed and restored, but it's not going to happen on this side of heaven, right? Right. Not 100% of the time to everybody. And I think that that can be the really tricky part. And I like that you opened with it instead of closing with it because it is a story of 
we can celebrate the healings that happen and then we can give the rest of that uncertainty and questioning of so why why one friend but not both of my friends god right and and understanding that's really not our spot to figure out right right it's it's the that's where the other part of faith comes in it's not just reaching out to ask for healing it's saying okay you've got this god it doesn't make sense to me but clearly you're you have something planned here yeah and that means trusting right yep so we've got to trust him with what we don't know mm-hmm. and uh i do have it on good authority um and i've done a lot of research on this that <laughs> every single person jesus healed yeah is no longer alive today i think that that's accurate <laughs> yeah i thought so too in his ministry Right, yes. right. So, yes, in his ministry. So, I'm I'm glad you you uh, <laughs> clarified, <laughs> Peyton. Uh, but in, his, in his ministry, so, as yeah, we could, we could tear this apart. It, it, yeah, we could. We're going to need to unpack this. We could. But you know, isn't that? And and I think that's where we tend to get. We think life is just here. Yeah. And so we think, and you know, and, and I look at that, and, and that's really as one of the when I was praying about my two friends, and I asked God that I said, "Why did you heal Terry and you didn't heal Billy?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you really think I didn't heal Billy? Mm, yeah. And I just went, oh, wow. I'm so <laughs> temporal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so temporal. I, I want it now the way I think it should be. And physical, it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it, it's tough because we do, we do fixate on the physical and the temporal and in reality, right? Like, maybe that one guy had leprosy and he went out to all of his family and friends and told the story and they were saved. Um, but we so fixate on these stories of why didn't he just, why didn't Jesus just preach and then just went out and healed everybody and fix everything. And that's not, that's where our human physical materialistic temporal mind gets in the way of it is that's not the most important thing. I don't want to belittle people that are going through health problems or any sort of issues, but that really wasn't where Jesus' mind was was fixated on. So, right. In fact, in in uh, I think it's later in the the eighth chapter, it says that Jesus healed many. You know mm-hmm. that, and the kind of the implication is at that particular time, almost everybody who came got healed. You started out by uh, wanting to make sure we talked about the the lame man at the pool of yeah. Bethesda, and so uh, I'm trying to figure a way to draw him back in. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> at that point, there's a, there's there's all kinds of people who are ill and Jesus heals one and he walks right past all the other ones. And I think, you know, we can't accept one without the other. And that puts it back into the mystery of God and having to trust him with what he's doing and how he's doing it. Because I would agree with you, Hayden, why don't you go to the colony and just heal them all a minute, you know? (laughs) And kind of who's to say he didn't. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it just didn't get recorded. Scripture says, yeah, there was so much more that mm-hmm. had been recorded. Yep. Yep. Like yep. there yep. was so much, you know, that yeah. we still don't even know. But I, I like staying in the mystery mm-hmm. of the Lord's work too, not fully understanding yeah. um, the why or the how or uh, the, the what yeah. in terms of healings. Yeah, and I think it's a reminder for us to not <laughs> get greedy, right? Like, we can just but, celebrate that one man's totally. life. Right. But 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 I tell people this in grief share a mm-hmm. lot. Like your grief over mm-hmm. losing someone is such 
a beautiful affirmation of their life. Exactly. It would be wrong for you to not have wanted Billy to live right. longer. Mm-hmm. He was your dear friend. Yeah. It would have gone against your who you are as a friend yeah. to just say, it's okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to really think about it. Just trust God. <laughs> yeah. It's like you pled with the Lord yes. to heal him because you love Billy and you didn't want to live life with him absent. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's such a beautiful testimony yeah. about the um, importance of relationship yeah. and how dear these people are and irreplaceable. It yeah. would be wrong for us just to be like, meh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. NBD, you know, it's just one more. Like, that just seems so wrong. You for know? sure. Yeah. So and, I love that we earnestly yeah. pray, yeah. you know, for, for, sure. for yeah. these yeah. people. And even if the answer's like, actually, the healing won't be as you wish, yeah. but the right. healing will happen. Exactly. Yeah. And it'll be better because he knows better than we know. Exactly. And, and I think the other thing with it is that we, that it would be helpful for us to really make a point of here is that the healing isn't the issue, right? Because Jesus later said, you guys are all coming just to watch my signs and wonders yes, and miracles. Yeah. And that's not the point. Mm-mm. The point is the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's the point for us. He wants to be in that relationship with us. The kingdom of God is here now. He wants to be in relationship with us now and for eternity. And all these other things are just things that are on the periphery that he says, watch how I can do all of these things. Yeah. But I want you trusting me. I want you to walk with me through these things. And, yeah. And even question him. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, I, I don't think he's mad at me for going, I don't get this. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you do this this way? You know? Not at Part all. of the relationship. Yeah. No. yeah. I mean, would you be upset with your child if they had, right. you know, begged God to save their puppy, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, it's like, of course you, lo- yeah. yes, ask, yeah. you know, I mean, Billy's no puppy, but, <laughs> I don't but know. The, Denise you know, might say otherwise. The but earn- I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The earnestness of that love is just so sincere. Mm, yeah. So Cliff, to your point, you were talking about, you know, everyone from Jesus perspective here, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, this isn't the point. It's that the kingdom is coming. Do you think that gave Jesus the weight, though? The like, they it's like, oh well, because of these things, now we can trust what he's saying without all those miracles, signs, wonders. It just be another guy out preaching. Yeah, I think I think you're you're right. I think he did that, but he did it to establish who he was, yeah. right? And uh, because when John the Baptist who was the one who said, here comes the Lamb of God. So the Holy Spirit showed him that. He announced it. He lived it. But now he's in prison, and he sends his disciples to Jesus and says, are you the one, or should we look for another? Hmm. So he's actually, which I think is a beautiful text, because here's John the Baptist, who Jesus says, there is no guy born of a woman without other than himself, you know, essentially, that he's like the man. And yet he's questioning Jesus, and he sends his disciples to ask that as he's in prison himself. And, uh, and Jesus' response is, said, go back and tell John, here are the things I've been doing, and I've been healing them, and the, and the lame walk, and the blind see. And, and, and what he was doing was quoting Scripture about the Messiah from the Old Testament prophecy. So his, his disciples came back and reported the prophecy back to John just to remind John, no, it is him. Yep. It's just not looking like you thought it was going to look like, John. Yeah. Which is great. It's it's the the strange 
part there is on the one hand, it these all these signs, these healings, they it, it verifies this is the Messiah. On the other hand, the Messiah says, "This is all great." But this isn't what it's about. Yeah. There's more. But yes. wait, there's more. But wait, yeah. there's more. That's yeah. a great way to look at it. Yeah. 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 So cool. Yeah. Well, we have hit the 30 minute mark. And okay. uh, I'd like to close things up. Cliff, was there anything uh, that you had to cut or not include in the sermon? Um, yeah, you know, I think I don't think so. Not okay. really, except for the very ending. I had in my I would have liked to have spent a little bit more time on what that looks like for us to, in turn, mm. be willing to touch the untouchables and yeah. be the hand and feet of Jesus doing yeah. that. Oh, that would have been yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time you'll get it next time, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Allison. <laughs> and uh, I thought I'd clarify this because I had one person uh, ask me about it. The rest of us, uh, a summer with Jesus, will not be dramatic retellings. This was a one-off. Someone might come in and do that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. unless yeah. Michael decides to do tempted. that. For, yeah. I feel yeah. tempted. I, I, that's all I'm going to do when I'm up. Yeah, because you're up August eighth. So, and I, <laughs> I was thinking of a musical, like you know, ooh, a musical oh, interpretation. I not, yeah, I've not seen of that. Matthew. <laughs> yeah. So, and we we didn't really get to touch on what uh, a summer of Jesus will be, but. It's in the name. We're going to spend a summer looking at uh, the life of Jesus. It's not, we don't have a, you know, a a dedicated, these are the points we want to get through. We're just going to literally spend a summer with Jesus. Um, So we have a guest speaker this next weekend, um, and Michael's on the docket. We have a few, we're we're rotating some of our, our people in there, so obviously come back if you're a fan of Jesus. I hope if you listen to this podcast, you are a fan of Jesus, but um, yeah. So Cliff, thank you so much for that message on Sunday. And uh, thank you for everyone listening or watching. And we will see you guys next week.